Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're talking Surviving Maine, Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4, their episode title, I Need a New Body. That's their, dude, that's their title? Isn't that crazy? Really? I think so. Huh. Who said it? Who did say that? Do you have it in your notes somewhere? Yeah, it was when Mike fell into the fire. Ah, I need a new body. What the fuck? I need a new body. <laughs> <laughs> or it was Andy when he saw his reflection in the lake. What? Oh, I need a new body. Oh, no. <laughs> He's dancing and I hit the table. <laughs> All right. Do you have any news or updates or life things that you wanted to say up at the top of the app? I don't think so. I think we covered everything as we, you're looking aghast as I say, I have no news or life updates. What am I forgetting? You're going to be another uncle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My crazy northern Eustace brother is having his fourth child. He yep. announced just yesterday. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it comes so quickly on the heels of his COVID baby, whom I've only met a few times because of COVID. That I, I haven't even adjusted to that baby yet, who's only two years old. They've also got a dog and two cats recently. Whom I've never met. My goodness. Shadow, Felix, and Phantasm. Phantasm? I don't know the cat's names. Okay. I was like, <laughs> Phantasm. Wow. Really as, swinging. Uh, as musical maestro Taylor knows, and their partner Becky we want to just name other people's pets on the pod. Yes. Beans rename. and Toast, their cats, and Felix and Phantom, my brother's cats. I don't think you said Phantom the first time. Phantasm? Yeah. You and remember? Phantom like, for short. It's like Phantom mixed with orgasm. Phantasm. Okay. I was just thinking like slightly like Fantasia, but Phantasm. You know that scene in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd has a dream that a ghost gives him a, a blowjob? No. He's having a phantasm. Oh, God. So. Uh, speaking of Taylor the Maestro, do you think Taylor has seen Tar? And what do you think their thoughts on Tar would be? I don't know. Lydia Tar? Yeah. Tar? Tar. I, Will it win? You can never ask me movie talk we on the tar together. Well, yeah, with the fifty other movies that you have me watch. It's Oscar season. I know mm. they all blend. I have no idea. I would say that Taylor is the Lydia Tar of the LRG music composing world. But Didn't that feels she like, like get it's like, an insult and not a compliment? Yeah. So no, only in talent. You've got Lydia Tar's talent and none of her problematic traits yes moving on moving along anything else nope <laughs> new baby lydia tar um fossey's being real cute lately the cat fossey the cat yeah yep. and uh let's hop in with the green team splash miko right on oh, wait you start with miko i have as a band notes First. Oh, actually, I do have a little one on top of Azaban <laughs> and a two on top of Miko. 
let's because start. I accidentally wrote Miko and Azaban on their sides before they started talking. So yeah, Azaban. Your notes this time are going to read like an anime left to right. Sweet. Or right to left. Left to right is how normal people, normal people read. read. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. That's not right. No, that's not right. Mm-mm. Probably more people read right to left. I mean, maybe they've got like a billion people over there reading anime everyone's reading anime over well, there now here's the question and what my... do you mean by over there is an anime like that everywhere okay sure <laughs> so everywhere anyone who reads anime the question who's is being problematic now cody it's not just anime i believe texts in the east in general or at least in asia or at least in china maybe or at least in some places everything is written Okay. Right to left, right? It wouldn't just be anime, surely. I have no idea. Surely? Is it just <laughs> anime? Is Shirley here today, our producer? <laughs> Why, Shirley. Yes. Why, yes, it is it just anime, hon. Okay, That's well... a new character impersonation. I'm going <laughs> to... We got Barack Obama. Oh, no. Old Barack Man Bruce has been canceled. You may switch, which I enjoy Shirley. So you are allowed to switch Shirley for Barack... But we are not allowed to have Barack anymore. He's been retired. He's out to pasture. He's enjoying his retirement years with his wife. So let him be. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. Thank we you. We need him now more than ever. Nope. No Bamas. No ba- Hashtag no Bamas. Hashtag no Bamas in the pods, dude. Dio. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Trisha says, Larry just opted out. How do you feel about that narrative change going from medevac <laughs> to opted out? That's quite a well perspective flop. It's fine, I guess. I mean, the truth lay somewhere in the middle, right? He opted out because he wasn't feeling well. It wasn't like a medical emergency, but he was towing up or in the midst of having heat stroke or heat exhaustion. Yes. It's not like he was going to need to go to the hospital, but he probably wasn't going to feel better under the circumstances that he was under. And it could have devolved into something more serious if he didn't treat it. He didn't push himself to throwing up like Matt did. It's like he did opt out before completely fine reasons, right? Yeah. Um, Everyone is a little bit shook from tribal. Feeling that first tribal angst. And a little bit surprised that they are actually sad at, you know, having to have sent someone home. Absolutely. Um, I spot that Trish has a mushroom tattoo on her forearm. Speaking of Trish. Okay. They like. Now we're doing this thing where we're calling Trisha Trish. And we had a whole discussion oh, about name shortening uh, last see, episode. But in these, this, this, they, they're calling her Trish all the time now. I think we've just crossed the Rubicon and we can now call her Trish or Trisha. Okay. So Trish will talk. Trisha refers to their like pair ups pre tribal as a like little merry-go-round. Found that charming. That is charming. Um, How do you feel about this moment where William pulls Dan aside and gets real with him? I mean, it's one-on-one versus the whole group. Absolutely. It's, so that's like a thing, right? Like Dan William it's to fix the problem, sure. not to be like manipulative. Totally, totally, totally. William so, has this whole thing of like you're throwing me under the bus and not being honest to other people. And Dan kind of waffles on slash walks back, having been the person to nominate Trish uh 
He kind of. He completely does. He legit says, that's not how I recall it. We rewind. We literally get the like. (laughs) That's my rewind noises. We get the footage where he's the one who throws out Trisha's name. William's completely validated by the footage. Yes. And then we cut to a talking head of Dan who pretty much reveals that he is just lying on purpose. That when confronted by William, he's like, well, you know, I had to lie to get out of a heat, a hot spot. How do you- <laughs> Well, William is pretty much his, his whole thing is like their strategy and there are good moves. And then there's like this, he said, she said type of gameplay where you say something and then you're just lying about having said it. And that's not so much fun. And that's not so great. And I kind of do agree with old Bluehead here. But he's like, he's basically calling Dan's strategy bullshit. True. And he I is mean, in this, in this moment being like, you know, we could just hash it out right here or we could keep doing this like literal, he said like crap. Yeah. And it's like, so you're be, like everything you're doing, you're calling Dan and that's Dan's strategy. His Completely. strategy Completely. was to stir the pot and well, put things on you and like do this like lying like that was Dan's strategy. He did that on purpose. Completely. So Will's just like coming at him. Yeah. I think I respect the spirit of what Will is saying while also being completely cognizant that it's a very self-serving message to be giving to Dan at this moment and everyone is probably guilty of what he's talking about to different degrees and that is an element of playing an inherently decept- deceptive game. And it does, you know, there's different levels and different routes to engage in that deception and to just be like, what you're doing is bullshit is like a loaded and complicated thing to say to another player because you're probably, I mean, it can will say that he, William, will I am, Willem, can he say that he is fully, you know, hasn't done that at all, hasn't been a little bit two-faced to certain people to move his game along at this point or won't if needed? I guess my question I'm left with is, like, if you didn't do this publicly, what was your purpose? Because, like, I don't think you were aiming to get Dan on your side, unless you really were trying to, like, clear the air or whatever. But, like, I feel like this is something that should either be done, like, not private, um, like, publicly. Like, with the whole As, like, a call out. As, like, dude, you're fucking lying. And you're, like, to clear the air so Trisha then believes you or whatever. Yeah, no, that's a good point because it there is some lingering doubt between Trisha mm-hmm. toward Will. Absolutely. It, yeah, why not do it more publicly? Because you're, I mean, you're clear if you're willing to do it with Dan one on one. I don't imagine William being the type of guy who's going to shy away from doing it in a whole tribal setting. Uh, and, and so at this point, Mike is hoping there's like this talk of we kind of know for sure who the next obvious choice is. And Mike hopes that Delaney is referring to William William. when she's definitely referring to Dan. Absolutely. And then Dan, like, Mike is 100% in Dan's corner. Well, Dan, on the other hand, is literally like, (laughs) well, if I can keep a shield like Mike around, that's good. He's like, I'm aligned with Mike for now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mike has very much been putting his neck out for Dan since day one. Very hardly. And then I'm left with the question, how the fuck did Andy get in with all the ladies? It's just that raccoon vibes, baby. (laughs) He's got that sleepy, lovable, benevolent white guy attitude. I guess so. Andy is an enigma to me, I will say. I haven't quite unwrapped 
the mystery of Andy. I'm okay. Maine, we're going to tell you, but we're not going to tell New York. We're taking a quick little pause on New York because it's too much to do both. And I want to give you all the priority right now because of the fact that we're like already caught up to you. They don't care. Well, no, but it's also like the comparisons between (laughs) New York Andy and Maine Andy will stop. But I need to know, Andy, which one was first? Andy's like a time traveler. I know. You're the doctor right now in my brain, and I need to know. Andy's my anchor point in all realities. (laughs) He's like my spinning top from Inception, and I have to find Andy to know I'm not dreaming. Yeah. I don't know if it's real otherwise. I mean, we can only follow one of the doctor's timelines at a time. Or here's the question. Does Andy have an evil twin, or is there a doppelganger Andy playing in other LRGs? Oh, God. I don't know. Andy, like, multiplicityed himself where he cloned a bunch of different versions of himself and just sent them off to go play different LRGs. I mean, that would be fun. Small amounts of money. I mean, hey, if you have enough. Hey. Hey. All right. Rolling over to the... Do you think he enrolls in a bunch of colleges and plays colleges? Like college LRGs? (laughs) Andy, how have you played like 60 different LRGs this year? How are you in this one and this one on the same weekend? (laughs) It signs up for... The same one on accident twice. There's oh, two God. Andys. Andy and Dandy. Gotta kill him. All right. Miko tribe. Miko. Kayla gets the titular episode moment. Personal mm. growther person. She or Kaya. Yeah, people are calling her Kayla. It's Kaya, Kaya. is her name. Mine it was just my poorly written notes. Okay. But yeah, she's like, I'm a personal growther person. It's a funny line. We and- love it. I also really enjoyed her, you know, owning up to her saying, like, oh, if I said that I was okay to go home first, then when it happened, it wouldn't hurt so bad. But it's like you need to have these, like, moments at this point with your tribe. Sure. Another thing that shouldn't be so private, you're saying. Yes. I do appreciate her awareness, and it's also fun to see her enjoying the game more and more. You know, she was very hesitant to buy into the game at first and now seems to be having a good time with it. Absolutely. It's a fun thing to see. I do also like this moment of Miko running down their, like, nicknames for the other tribe. Mouthy Mike. Mouthy Mike. Nosy William. Blue Jeans Guy. Blue Hair. And there is... Raccoon Hat. They talk... William or Willem. They say he's a guy who looks like he would go as Willem. Will I am, they call him. Um... (laughs) And then they say that he's like the most aggressive and strategic of the as a band tribe. It blows my mind that they say that over Mike. Yeah, even going so far as calling him Mouthy Mike, I think they're more intimidated by Bluehead. Yeah. That they see Mike as like this guy who's kind of being a jerk. And then it's like, oh, but this is maybe their leader. This is the person who seems to be at the center Running of the it. tribe. Yeah. And then we roll right into reward. Let's roll right in. So we're at reward and they're playing Jacqueline for a basket of fruit, including a banana that was donated by Andy. Yes. But also strawberries, apples, and clementines. They have to sit one person out from each tribe. They have to, three people will slack line across the slack line. Yeah. Then they have to untie puzzle pieces while they're on the slack line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the puzzle pieces are a ladder puzzle where you have to find the, the right pegs to go in the holes of the ladder each rung. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then you collect BBs from the top of the ladder. Jesus. Bring them to a BB gun and have to break several clay pigeons. Okay, where the fuck are they doing this again? Why are you allowed to like shoot in this area? Is it? I mean, it's just BBs. They're but BBs, still. so that's a big part. And I'm sure they're in an area where there's like a hill or something behind it. So, you know, there's little... I don't think you really have to worry about their like BBs aren't going to go and <laughs> hit someone way off. Okay. If you were shooting a real gun... Of course, gun safety, you would want some type of like hill or something behind where you're shooting. So, you know, that the bullets hit that and not continue traveling. Yeah. So bullet can travel for like a mile. Let's shot from a gun. Idiots that just shoot straight up into the air. Very dangerous. Very stupid. It's going to come and like it will. It has to hit something to stop. That's the thing. That's what the thing with bullets. You Hopefully know. it hits a bird in the air or something. Or a tree. You know, let's not fucking... The poor birds. I know. They don't ask for these yokels. Well, yeah, but just shooting in the air, what's up there? How's it going to hit a tree? It's like, are you the fucking dude from Looney Tunes just firing pistols (laughs) off? Yeehaw! (laughs) Oh, wait, Jackie, speaking of which, breaking news. What? Breaking news. Oh, my God. The Chinese spy balloon has (laughs) been shot down. Well, thank you. The heavens for that. Our long national terror is over. No more shall we tremble in fear. It came in while we were, came in over the newswire while we were potting, and I thought it was worth a stop down. I love it. I love that you stopped down on that shot down balloon. Hashtag stop down on shot down Chinese spy balloon. Um, again, another super involved challenge. Really fun. I love it. I think adding in the BBing of the clay pigeons is a good, a good addition that you don't really see ever. Stephanie and Dan sit out for the tribes. And then we've got Delaney versus Matt on the slack line first. It's the hipster showdown. (laughs) It's not either of their first times on a slack line. No, I assume they definitely look versed at this. Although Delaney is quite a bit better at it than Matt. Um, Matt touches the ground, so he has to start over. Meanwhile, Delaney has collected her puzzle piece, and Jess is tagged in for Delaney. Next comes in Kaya. Taking over for Matt. They both do well. And then Will slash Bluehead jumps in on the Azaban. And Caitlin is, like, amazing at slacklining and almost passes and catches up. Killing it. Caitlin really holding her own in these challenges this week i'd say she shows her strength for sure i mean caitlin is probably in it to win it if i didn't watch both these episodes and know what's about to happen hashtag in it to win it meanwhile over on the benches stephanie tries to strike (laughs) up a conversation with dan asking quote who's on your hit list okay for dan being such a game player back at tribe how the why the fuck is he not playing like giving in with stephanie why are they not having this conversation he'll talk on it later and i guess he feels wary that she's trying to juice him for information and he's like i don't even know you why would i tell you but it really feels like a a missed social opportunity yeah bro you come off way just like it's not cool he just ices her out Iced, iced, baby. Give her something. I mean, it's totally fine because you're like trying to be cool to your tribe or whatever. But it's like, why not just throw Will's name out there? Why not? You really don't like Will. Come on. I just don't think I 
I see little chance for it to come back and bite you. I guess it could post merge. I don't know. The whole like I don't even know you. This is an accelerated social game. This is how you get to know people. Yeah. But you know, to each their own. Maybe got, Dan's gonna win it. Yeah. We've got Trisha and Mike for the puzzle, and then Justin and John for the puzzle. Um, they Mike on the Azaban tribe gets a little tied up at the t- the latter portion. Yeah. It slows him down quite a bit. And you know, John on his puzzles, he's just flying. Justin and John definitely overtake them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mary Ellen. Has they, a ton of fucking time to shoot yeah, these pigeons. The Miko tribe using Mary Ellen as their shot gets to the shooting range quite a bit before the Azaban. Which it's a, it's, it's a bummer that Mary Ellen did not do well as the shooter. We get a shout out from Liza who says that Mary Ellen has hit several targets, but they just haven't broken yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if she's just clipping them, if she's not getting it in the middle. Right. Close enough to get enough of it. I don't know. It does also look like, you know, it's a short little tiny toy gun and Mary Ellen starts standing and then she goes down on one knee and they're kind of trying to use the spool as something to rest on. But it seems like hard to get a good position to shoot from. It seems incredibly difficult until Andy comes in and pew, 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 done. I mean, she had a lot of time. (laughs) Uh, thankfully she has a good alliance that will keep her safe. It's funny. It doesn't really come up at all. No. I wonder if she was a poor choice and I wonder what the conversation was for her to be the choice to be the shooter. Well, I bet it was like, okay, Justin should have been the shooter and Mary Ellen should have done the puzzle with John. That's what should have happened. Absolutely. But it's like Mary Ellen's not about to slackline. No. I wouldn't be slacklining. Is Mary Ellen like back on the farm? I'm shooting varmints and critters left and right. I got this in the pocket. Maybe. Or maybe it's just dead-eyed Andy. He's got that dead yeah, eye. Yeah, he know? did do it very quickly. I mean, he... But Mary Ellen had lots of time. He was on the grassy knoll. All right. He's the second shooter. <laughs> he killed JFK. Oh, God, uh, Jesus. As a band wins, Dead Eye Andy, hashtag Dead Eye Andy, rolling on into post reward time. Let's give us that fruit, 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 as a band fruit, fruit, fruit. 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 Okay. Andy says that he's taking on the hero role. Yeah, except for you searching for whatever's in that fruit basket so obviously, bro. Yes. Like, well, I. Come on. He finds come an on. extra vote and he has an interesting perspective. He's a little skeptical on how much it has been beneficial to past Survivor players. And he's like, I'm just going to use it carefully and sparingly. Yeah, and not tell anybody about it. Hashtag, give me that fruit, fruit, fruit. As a band, fruit, fruit, fruit. Foodgate has finally ended for Trisha. Hashtag Foodgate. She gets to eat some food. Some strawberries for Trisha. And then... DL down low, no doubt. Dan tells everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone about I had to say that. DL down low, no that, doubt. Yep, like that's it. what Andy says. Give me that fruit, fruit, fruit. As a band, fruit, fruit, fruit. And then Dan tells everyone he gives them the fruit, which is my new word for giving people the tea. Give me that fruit. Uh, no, he really tells what Stephanie said. I know. He gives him all the lowdown on his Stephanie convo and how he's a poor socializer. And everyone giggles. And yeah, didn't want to tank his game. Hashtag blue boy. Yeah. Them balls be blue. Them balls be blue. 
And then quickly, Jackie, we're back at immunity. Yeah. Our like, intrepid, really quickly. Our intrepid host, oh, Liza. Nope. No. First, we get this beautiful shot of a blue jay. That's why. Then, <laughs> then we roll in. I'm like, I know this doesn't say hashtag blue boy. It says hashtag <laughs> blue something. It's hashtag bluebird. I love it. Do you think they a... chose to put a shot of a bluebird after Dan speaks to reference blue his blue jay. jeans? Blue yeah. jay, blue jeans. Blue jay, blue jeans. Mm. Blue yeah. jay, blue jeans. It new was day. definitely purposeful. I love it. Um, Immunity. <laughs> rolling into a Larry. that's because they're talking about slary okay, i yeah. started reading slary when i was saying immunity and it just fucked my brain over this whole thing of the immunity idol has been named slary and then when liza is asking why has it been named slary they tell them that it's like a long story and we're not going to tell you. Is this Larry related? Is this some type of we've named the idol after Larry? We've named it Slary. It's like Larry. Sick Larry. I feel like it's some cruel Larry joke. Mm, maybe. I don't even want to put that into the ether because I'm assuming everyone loves Larry as much as we do. Well, Azaban informs them that they will not be calling it Slary when it comes into their position. Did they say that? Yeah. What do you think they'll name it? Um, Larry? nothing because it's an idol and we're right. not going to have it be named and we're going to play some fucking handball. Oh boy. Jesus Christ. Hashtag. The most aggressive game of survivor history. Here's the, how the game works. You have a ball and you want to take the ball down the field and knock the opposing tribes coconut off of a spool. When you're in possession of the ball, you can only take three steps and then you can stand in pivot. that spot and pivot or throw the ball to someone else. Word. Or handoff. Or handoff. When someone is holding the ball, there's no ball grabbing. You can't just pull it out of their hands. Or knock it. And you can't knock it out of their hands. But once it's in the air, it's free grabs. I will say this type of challenge where you have everyone on a field running around can be very difficult to film. And I think they've done as good of a job as you can outside of having a full production team like CBS Survivor, right? A thousand percent. The only thing that as a viewer you want is a little bit more goal close-up action. I wonder what the footage from the Coconut Head GoPros was. Uh, and they, it was just like so poor that they couldn't splice it in. It looks like they're, or maybe if the cameras got messed up, getting knocked off the coconuts too many times. You can tell that they thought this out and tried to have even more footage of it than we got. I don't know, like players wearing GoPros would be an interesting thing, but you probably can't afford that for all the players. No. One thing I think would be beneficial just and take those police uniform cop cameras. Body cameras? Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, we know those work when people are getting tussled around. Well, we know they're not fucking being used by cops, so sure, there sure. we go. Hilarious. I, I will say, um, I think this could benefit. You should have Liza as the host, and they should remain off the field, giving that commentary that they do throughout this challenge. But I think it would also be beneficial... And this person could have a GoPro camera on their head is having a ref on the field. Mm, yeah, a ref on the field, I think, would be helpful, especially for a few of these like, well, and have also a fucking couple refs on the field. Have, yeah. And maybe be a little bit more clear about like, what does the goal area mean? Can 
people be pushed into the goal? If you get up to the goal, is it like, well, you can put your hands in front of them, but you can't step into the goal. So, right. What does it mean as far as you can't enter the goal area when you score? Does it mean your body can't be in the goal? Can, can I have my arm, arm hanging in into the goal area before I release the ball? Yeah. Like it's clear that you can't be holding onto the ball and hit the coconut, but can my arm be stretched into the goal area? And then I like fling the ball out of my coconut. Head. Yeah. And it's like inches away. It's hmm. the type of, it, when you think about this game <laughs> that it's like a no touch game yes and you're running down the field and you get you know some people are able to i'm running towards the goal and i let go of the ball before we're all congested at the goal post right but when we're doing handoffs and we get congested at the goal post and there's just a bunch of people standing in front of me and i'm not able to pass it and i'm still trying to hit the coconut and i haven't taken my steps but no one's letting me step like what is it just yeah what it becomes and you're not you're not physically allowed to take the ball away from this person but i'm shoving my body up against them to knock them over like these are the questions that i think frustrated the players even a rule of you can be in the goal area, like if you're in the, there's like five seconds, you have to take your shot and then you have to disperse. The ref comes and like, okay, you've been up against the goal area too long or a person has been pushed into the goal area. That's a whistle. We start over. That, or we go to the edge with whoever had the ball. Absolutely. That type of rule is necessary to break up some of the issues we see are going to happen. Also, potentially no body contact. Or is flag football and is it you like have something on your body that is pulled off when you're in possession of the ball and you have to, I don't know, right? It just needs a little bit of tweaking in that regard because it is difficult when we get into those congested situations. I think it also can be dangerous too. Completely. No contact is a good rule. But you have to keep like an inch bubble. Exactly. You're trying to block. You're not trying to physically shove their bodies with your body because you can't touch the ball. It's just unavoidable almost, yeah. right? Um, But running into them like a fucking rhinoceros isn't. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Quickly as the game starts up and people are running around, pretty quickly Matt leaves the field. And hilariously, we have a camera person follow him as he's about to start throwing up. And he's like, don't. Please don't. <laughs> he's like, says please, but it's with annoyance of, do I really have to tell you not to get footage of me vomiting? <laughs> uh, Andy is on the field, completely ignoring that and being very speedy. I feel like there's some good as a band teamwork going on early on. Some yeah. passing and really good communication between them. Um, Matt comes back and then exits again and then is like loudly vomiting on the side of the the field and inexplicably the game continues for a while as Matt is throwing up. Which noting the fact that like Asman has four men to Miko's three men and then one of Miko's dudes is out like it does make it very uneven. Absolutely. And like some of the players being like well why do we have to wait? Well because it's very uneven guys like fucking super uneven well and it's this moment it's very uneven immediately it's like you should pause the game and have either someone from the other team sit out as well or do something or mm -hmm. just wait till matt is back and it, i feel liza being pulled between their hosting duties and their referee duties yeah. at this moment where they're like oh i think we may need to pause the game kind of just out into the ether because people are still playing, but they seem a little bit unsure of like right. Matt has told someone who checked on them to just keep playing. But of course he's just saying that to not draw attention, attention. to himself. Mm -hmm. If he had a ref on the field in this moment, the ref would maybe the moment Matt 
It's like, okay, we're pausing we down. Play Someone we has left the yeah. field. Yeah. Just a thought. Here's another thought. Should they have just set aside a sub? Should each team have a sub on the side of the field? And you can take, like, you can, each each team has two timeouts, and you can sub someone in and out at that timeout, or, like, Having time re-strategize. Out, great idea. Also, yeah, I think that's a, a fantastic idea, because, what, each team has four or five people on the field right now? Six? I want to say six. Cut it down to three people from each team on the field at a time. And then you've got people that you can sub in and out and you get two timeouts. Yeah. I, it might prolong the game a little bit, but not so much. I think it would be worth it. All right. So Matt returns to the game and gets a little applause after vomiting the nothing that he had filled his belly with. Justin gets some good catches. Um, then we get the tension of like people not letting people take their steps. I think after Justin scores, there's some accusations of that. He was partially in the goal while scoring. And again, it's things that are just kind of like accusations thrown out by the players that don't go anywhere. Like no one seems to address them. It's just like, we're just continuing, which is whatever, you know? Yeah. It's a low stakes thing in the context of the broader game. You know, you're playing like you're it's not for a million dollars. This no. is just for so, fun. Exactly. You know, there's not everything's going to function without its setbacks or imperfections. And I think, you know, people are having fun and any tension from this game does dissipate pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Um Andy makes that second goal pretty quick for Azaban right on the heels. And then Miko makes the call of like, okay, we're not gonna pass, we're gonna do handoffs. Take your three steps hand it off, that person gets their three steps. Which I do think is a good strategic move for them. I understand why they're making that call, but I think it does exacerbate the problem that we're talking about of people just getting bunched up around each other. Yes. So uh, Mike, or Justin scores again. Uh, Andy and Dan are both standing slash kind of being pushed into the goal trying to block him. Mm -hmm. And then Mike gets very frustrated at this moment. He, uh, you know, Mary, there's a moment between Mary Ellen and Mike where Mary Ellen kind of like trying to get open, knocks his arm aside, which was in front of her face. She does like push his arm aside. Because it's this thing, if you can imagine, like I'm one person and you're another person and we're on a field and we're standing kind of like abreast of each other and someone else has the ball and we're on opposing teams and we're kind of just like gently moving in front of each other. You know what I mean? Watching what's going on and trying to position ourselves to be. And she pushes his arm aside so she can get in front. And then as soon as she has the ball, he like is literally on top of her. And his body is like, his body is fully against hers. And audibly says, if you want to push, we can push. And then Mary Ellen's on the ground. Yeah. You know, take it. It's a little bit hard to track exactly. It seems like he like maybe gets a leg around hers. And I don't know how purposeful that is that she winds up on the ground. But these moments were and I, you know, Mike will have a moment later where he cops to it and becomes a little bit aware of it. But this aggression towards the much older woman where she winds up pushed on the ground during handball, not needed. I feel like this is a moment where if Mary Ellen wasn't caught up in it, if she would have just like stopped for a second, like. Oh, I'm not going to let you push your body against me. In this no contact ha- game. Yeah, I have three steps back back up. I need to take my steps. Like, I wonder how that kind of energy would be met on a field like this. Like, yeah. nope. Like, 
even just like standing and holding the ball and being like stop or like something like that so hard to do oh completely in the moment and yeah and then it's just uh yeah, it's very silly. And then Miko scores. Then Mike is angrily yelling just about. Just shove them. Just fucking shove them. Like something <laughs> like much. that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Mike. This is a game. This is a game of handball. The stakes are low. You're being filmed right now. But you know, we all get caught up in the <laughs> yes. moment. I get it. And then Gray just like goes ridiculously aggressive. And, you know. Andy reaches into the goal. The last goal is like Andy is at the goal. His arm fully goes into the goal area. He doesn't, like we talked about earlier, he doesn't physically, while holding the ball, push the coconut off, but he... Taps it. He, he, he taps, taps it, it with his hand. And, or, like, he, you know, it's it leaves his hand, and as it leaves his hand, hits the coconut. You know, there's, yes. like, an inch. Right. And, like, Kaya. Kaya's like, oh, so we could have... We could have been doing that. That's like how close we could have gotten to it. Like, well, and just kind of like this, like, oh, that shouldn't have counted. Like, and, but like, this is being, can we check the tapes? No. Like, you know, that's. Yeah. And then it's just like, you, just, you gotta let it go. You yeah. know, unfortunately, people seem like they do, but it is a bummer. The ball wasn't in their hand. That last yeah. goal should not have counted. No. And it's hard to even blame Liza with them not being on the field. They don't have a clear enough vantage to make those type of calls, I feel like. I agree. Final hits, not great. And then the, like, final shot of the Azaban tribe, like... Delaney specifically. Well, Delaney and, like... Delaney's, like, I fucking... I literally ran into that group like a fucking rhino. And then Mike is like, yeah, well, we had to. And, like... All these things of like, oh, you know, I'm just like so hot. And he, it's like, you guys just fucking won. And now you're like still being super aggressive and really like. It's a bad mentality. It's, it's a bad not, one. it's not fun. It does. And it sours the Miko tribe. I think even more than while playing the reaction to winning and still being like all like riled up and like slightly aggressive. A hundred percent. It's, it's just. It wouldn't be fun being the losing tribe in that. No. And then having that, like, you just shoved people yeah, to the like, ground. Yeah, you, you won like... by being super aggressive, and now you're ending the game by just continuing that. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what is the point of being here? Yeah. I completely agree with you. And it is funny how rolling in with the Miko tribe directly after immunity, you know, we have this people now see William as the least aggressive and it has kind of just, yeah. Know, it's further people think Mikey's even more of like kind of a big mouth jerk. Uh, Trisha is Visha, short for vicious, you know? It's just, it's really colored everyone's perceptions. Have you, did you like catch? So Caitlin refers to being horse collared. Have you ever heard of that term before? Um, I, I think it's like I have in like football specifically. Okay. I think it's just, getting your arm around someone's neck and kind of using your weight to, to throw, throw them, them onto around. the ground yeah. is this whole thing of, I don't know who Delaney, she's saying someone horse collared her and then like, Oh, but they weren't able to throw me to the ground. It's, it's an interesting moment. Yeah. There's a lot of bluster going around. I feel like I'm both tribes post this challenge. Yeah. Stephanie though is happy and proud of her performance. You love to see even post a lose. Stephanie really starts to win me over these next couple episodes yeah 
we get a little bit of talk of alliances. Matt being like, yeah, it's me, Steph, Justin, and Mary Ellen. And then I've got Caitlin on the side. I do. And like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. This like tension between like Justin not liking Caitlin and Caitlin not being into Justin, but like how that navigates this tribe. No, like what directions it's pulling them in and where those alliances are going because of that. I wonder, like, I mean, we know kind of what comes up next. So I wonder how those alliances get shaken with this tribe swap coming. Um, we also get a notice that Matt and Justin come to a final conclusion that they under, like, they know John has the idol. Yeah, I'm impressed by this deduction between them, that they are still thinking about where the idol has moved. And it's pretty much, oh, well, this is where it was. It was on the wooden part of the sign. Yeah. And if you didn't get it, John definitely has it. And they're able to then start crafting their moves with that in mind. Really big talk about not wanting to go against John of like, do we consider voting out John because we wouldn't want to go to against him in a swap. We wouldn't want to go against him at like this moment when we merge because he as a puzzle guy right. is such a powerhouse that Hashtag if we get puzzles, then we're losing. Hashtag puzzle king. Um, and then, well, there's also this weird thing where someone is saying that I think it's Caitlin is saying that John has like a broken leg, like that John has been saying he hurt or broke his leg or he's like mm -hmm. exacerbated a, a past injury. Something Steph was we, talking about that. Something we never see John say. And then he performs in a challenge after this episode and seems completely fine. Very clearly that I could never play in a game like this because of the fact that I'm physically disabled it's just weird to hear a, a player that isn't john mentioning this without john having ever saying it and then clearly his leg seems okay yeah um they do get their first rice cook in there's lots of talk of proportions and how much rice to eat kaya matt, oh yeah i bake I'm sure you do kaya matt jokingly says he's a plain rice type of fella <laughs> uh caitlin does have this cool landscape tattoo on mm -hmm. her leg i appreciate we noticed this in the first up when she was doing the like on the spool yeah wobbling the balance. yeah i didn't realize how much of a detailed like mm. landscape piece it was specifically super cool uh yeah and then the discussion that kaya has mentioned wanting to go home yes and how you know if a person says they are person if a person says that they are wanting to go home at any point that just like if everyone it. else wants to be here if you at one point said you want to go well you're going i don't hate that mentality i have to say it's hard it's hard and it's hard for kaya because she does like at like she does start being like oh i wish i hadn't said that i didn't know exactly like how the game was played never having watched a lot not having played a lot like knowing now like everything i say can like really come back like well in this whole thing of her tribe is relieved of early vote or easy vote don't have to stress over it not even going to play her shot shot in the dark so don't have to have a backup plan but then suddenly she starts to feel as i don't want to vote someone off but i don't really want to go so the shot in the dark is kind of my perfect option for that yeah i might get out but it's kind of not in my hands and i don't have to worry about you know plotting and strategizing 
But then people are just like, oh, like, I wish that we would have this conversation. If you really want to stay, like, let's fucking get somebody else out. Like, but, you know, that's kind of where they're at going into tribal. Yeah, it is funny that she just throws everyone for a loop yeah. by being kind of on the fence if she wants to be there or not. But yes, rolling on into tribal. So we're headed into tribal, and there's just the overall consensus that we were a fun, formed group, and it's a bummer to let anybody go. Caitlin is sunburnt. Mm-hmm. When Liza asks who is feeling unsafe tonight, unsurprisingly, all hands go up. Oh, Caitlin's sunburnt. That's why she's. That's why her arm is in her shirt and she's been like awkwardly patting. Okay. I have in my notes like Caitlin parentheses arm and shirt. And then later on, I'm like Caitlin grabbing arm. You okay, girl? Now I know. She yeah, has a sunburn. I, you pointed it out to me. I have a note here. Caitlin having heart attack, question mark. Okay. She keeps patting her arm. No, nope, just the sunburn. It would be terrifying to be watching and be like, man, this person's like clutching their mm. arm a lot. And then in a later episode, they have like. We know heart. Larry's okay, right? He. Yeah, he was. Okay. I, he's but he fucking he bought a. We're talking about Legend of Zelda. Just the other day. True. Okay. I was just a little worried for a sec. Larry's um, always okay. He's like the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Kaya tells the group that she's second guessing her like point of like, oh, I want to leave. And then people are like, well, it's a fucking bummer that you're saying that now. Caitlin is particularly, it's like Kaya is, oh yeah, I'm loving Maine now. And Liza asks Caitlin, well, how does that make you feel? Well, sad. Yeah. Makes me feel bad because we're about to vote her off. It's a bummer that she regrets saying that and like... Well, and I do appreciate that Caitlin doesn't shy away from the fact that Kaya kind of put herself in this position. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting that we've had Larry leave due to Medvac. Yeah. Samantha left last episode by putting herself in the similar position as Kaya. Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm okay to go. I didn't really want to be here. Well, and they they were the two people who were last, last minute, minute out. Yeah, I mean, openly talking about not being invested in the game, openly expressing not wanting to be there. The people who paid money, I mean, I'm not, they maybe had to pay money as well. Yeah. But I mean, the people who are like super excited to be here, invested in this, no matter how much they like you, that is going to send you home. Exactly. As it should, maybe. And that's kind of everyone's point of view. And Kate, Kaya's just like a little bum that that was something that she leaned into a little bit. There's a very nice moment where Matt, tells Kaya that she's been integral to the (laughs) tribe and that, you know, they've been a big help and that it hurts him to see them questioning that. Just want to tell Kaya that I'm glad that they were here. Hashtag Matt's third cry. Hashtag not Liza because she's not crying. And hashtag tears for Larry because I feel like we also spill some tears for our homeboy Larry. There's lots of love. Lots of like, come on, Kaya, play next year. You'll win. Well, then Justin goes to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, when they're going into the voting booth, is now looking for of the course. idol. <gasps> oh, my God. What? If I were Stephanie, I would hide their fake idol in the fucking... I mean, it's a great idea. Right? We'll talk about the fake idol later. She's going to utilize it in a different way, it seems like, but I kind of am on the same mind path as you. 
thinking that, yeah, it'd be great to hide the fake idol mm-hmm. and have someone find it and a think they percent. have an idol and then tilt that into like a really Machiavellian fucking vote off. That's just me, though. Um, Especially because, oh, fuck, partner up with John because you're going. Back. OK, we'll talk about it later. How do you feel? I love that the voting area is like this weird like foreman's loft overlooking mm. the tribal worksite area it's nice it's fun i bet it especially in some of the weather they've been receiving it's like a nice little break from that especially i'm gonna think real hard about who i'm voting for (laughs) take a little nap and think about who i'm gonna vote for (laughs) uh no idols are played nope and then the votes come in three for kaya one for mary ellen uh, John, on his vote, he said, enjoy the SIGs. Everyone liked it. Everyone gave a good little chuckle. Was it a... Go a, get all the things you love. Yeah. Kaya reveals that she did, that they did any, meeny, miny, mo for who they were going to vote off because they just didn't know. Right. Apologizes to Mary Ellen. Calls herself a poser for even being there. And then Liza tries to snuff their torch and has to resort to blowing it out. You know, I feel like if you snuff twice and it doesn't blow out, that's kind of the survivor god saying something. Everyone's sad. And then we get the... I really like how they do the person who was voted off is speaking and the credits kind of start rolling over them talking. Beautiful. Uh, Kaya talking about how they volunteered to be the tribute. (laughs) Uh, They didn't end up playing their shot in the dark because they didn't want to like further upset people or throw a wrench into their plans. And that they feel bad that they made Matt cry, but are ultimately glad they played. Yeah, I mean, sad but happy. And that they would recommend it to friends if they had any friends. Okay, well, we're going to hop on into the TARDIS. Oh, we have to talk about what doctor we think Kaya is. I'm going to say Kaya is the ninth doctor, Christopher Eccleson. Hmm. Is he wears a cool leather jacket, and he's also fun and playable, but he's a little little too cool for school. I don't think Kaya was ever too cool. She's definitely more Matt Smith, 11th doctor. I, I disagree. Okay, well, we can disagree to agree. Um, and with that, we're going to zip on over to episode four after this break. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Surviving Maine, episode four. What's their title? Uh, baby, I'm Mainin. <laughs> oh, should we get Pax on the pod here? I oh, won't tell them if they're yeah, on the pod. Okay, my, do it. my child is calling. Hello? Hi, Papa. Hi, Paxi. Um, I was wondering if you would take me and Eaton to infinity pool tonight we could pay for it we just need like an adult to be there and it's like you don't have to stay if you don't want to but it also if you want to stay you could infinity pool where uh amc mm, what, what time is the uh movie Seven ten. i'm not gonna promise that i'll stay but i could give you a ride and pick you up um it's rated on oh but i need to like i need to go see it with you Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, 
check. Uh, let me call you back in one minute. I do want to see it, remember? I do want to see it. Let me call you back in one sec. Okay. Okay. Don't want to have that debate on the pod. <laughs> well, not not. We can have it on the pod, but do we want to have it not with the children? Probably. Not on the pod. Taking the conversation mm, off pod. Take the pod out of the. We'll combo. be. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me play us off at least. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Surviving Maine, <laughs> Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4. We're now several hours later post having seen the movie Infinity Pool. Jesus Christ, what a waste of fucking time that was. This is, of course, the track The Infinity Pool. Hmm. Okay. The titular track. <laughs> The titular infinity pool. Don't spend your money. Don't titular your is a time. very uh, appropriate word for the end of that movie because you do see a man breastfeed someone from and, someone. Yes, from someone. Mm-hmm. With and it, blood all over them. It doesn't have a lot of uh, narrative meaning to it. Nope. Unfortunately, waste of time. It's an okay movie. Ugh. Give it how many bags of how many states of Maine would you give it out of zero to five states of Maine? The state Maine. Maybe imagine five the state Maines. Okay. How many would you give the movie? Negative two. Negative two. Yeah. Wow. I really didn't like it. Strong negative reaction. How about you? I'd give it 2.5 really? states of Maine out, out of, five. of five. God. Like, it's a fine hmm. premise that's just stretched too much. You know, I gave it like a three out of five on Letterboxd. Ah. It's fine. Ah. It was okay. Ah. Not great. Mm-mm. Quack. Quack. All right. So Coming let's back. hop into the Miko tribe. Justin is mourning the loss of Kaya. Everybody's sad and stressed. And feeling nervous. And there's a storm coming. Crack of thunder. Oh, how gross would it be to have to be out there trying to play in this weather? I'd be like, fucking vote me off. I don't even smoke six, but I would if I could be voted off at this point. I'll start smoking <laughs> if you'll vote me off. It's a weird bargain to strike up, really. Uh, Definitely a time when having the correct clothing on is going to play a, a crucial part. But couple, even so. A couple people walk out with like solid raincoats, like nice raincoats. With hoods and everything. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Still, Dan has not mentioned the fact that he's wearing jeans. Yeah. And I think he's only been in jeans. He has only been in jeans, and that would be fucking miserable. And musty. Everything would be miserable. Anything would be miserable. Fucking ticks all over, oh rain. No, thank you. I learned Wham, today. bam, no thank you, man. Oh, little... What did you learn today? That deer, apparently, are often just covered in ticks. Ick. Isn't that awful? Gross. Like dead-eyed no, fucking forest monsters. Gross. People eat venison. Yeah. Like, people dig that. 
venison. I'm probably talking to some people who dig it right now that are listening. They're like, yeah, we fucking eat our venison and love it, bitch. I'm sure you'd be fine with it. Mm. It's not that different from beef. Right. I mean, like, if we weren't vegetarians, but. Yeah, like, in in the hypothetical of you (laughs) eating it, knowing someone that probably does like the taste of beef if prepared a certain way i'm sure you would be fine with the right type of medicine yeah um valid okay so we walk in to the challenge uh challenge or something everyone on azaban is uh, very surprised that kai has been voted off right they're like maybe the person we least expected it to be I think it's because they don't know the whole vibe and story of her being like, oh, I'm fine to go home. I want to go smoke my cigarettes and eat all my food. And and she seemed like such a fun winning personality as she was, you know, so they're just surprised that that was the person who has gone home. Very much so. I do apologize for my glass straw and my glass cup. That's probably not a good move right now. Hashtag reusable. (laughs) And then Liza mentions that they've been in the surviving main kitchen all morning, baking up some wood cookies. Oh, yeah. In a wood oven. I mean, and they're ready to drop your buffs. Drop your buffs and you're going to reach into a bag and pull out a wood cookie. A fresh baked wood cookie. And oh no, see so you're discovering that they're okay, never mind. Um uh, it's gonna so, have to switch up <laughs> tribes. Yes, absolutely. You're going to pick a one or you're gonna pick a wood cookie. If you get the one or the two, you're a team captain, and we're gonna do a schoolyard pick. How do you feel about a schoolyard pick versus like random draw? I think I prefer the random draw. It's a little bit of a mix-up, but I think the more random, the better. Right? You just have... It doesn't allow for there to be the situation so much of, like, both tribes have a higher number of one, and... I was chosen last, and all this stuff. Yeah. It's just everything was random. This is, you know, the luck of the draw. But this was fun to watch. It's like... Even as I'm saying, I prefer the randoms. Like, this is also a fun wrinkle to throw in just to do something different as well. So, yes. Mike. Our captains. Is going to be one captain and Will is going to be the other. And so they're splitting up, William and Mike. Mike chooses to go on over to Azaban and leave William to be Miko. It's also pouring rain at this point. Oh, yeah. The weather looks fucking miserable. Let's break down our new Azaban and Miko tribes. We've right. got Mike, Andy, yeah. Jess, Dan, John, and Caitlin. Okay. So chooses interesting move to choose, like, to stay Azaban strong to start or, like, yes. stick with your old tribe. He has, like, Specifically, the original four people that arrived at the Azaban camp together. And then he says that he chose Mike because they've noticed he's a challenge beast. And then Caitlin because he really loved how she played the rugby that she's like, or not played the rugby, played the handball. Yeah, that she's like had like this honor streak to her (laughs) that he really appreciated how she didn't get flustered and angry with everyone like he did. Yeah. I guess it's like I, you know, kind of jumping ahead just because we're touching on it. He does pull Caitlin aside 
and tell her like, oh, I really respected how you handled yourself in the game. And mm-hmm. I at times got too flustered. And at the, it's a little bit of a weird moment, but I think you do have to hand it to Mike to be self-aware to that extent and to be giving someone that type of compliment is very nice. Absolutely. Um, it is kind of a bummer that it comes up when it does, but yeah. Mike also recognizes John's puzzle skills and wants to use him partially as a shield because he, I guess, is also a puzzle master. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, did you say that? I did. Oh, I apologize. It's okay. Oh, no. Sometimes Cody gets really focused on reading his notes and doesn't always hear me, but I do the same, too. It happens to the best of us, but it is a <laughs> podcast co-host faux pas. Paw, paw. I can hear the paws of our little kitty outside our door, even. The third host of the podcast. Yep. Just itching to read her notes. Mm-hmm. Then let's go to William's tribe. We've got <clears throat> Will, Delaney, whom I believe he calls Delena when he calls Delaney over. Really? I believe so. Okay. Nickname or strange mix-up? Probably the second. Trisha. Who we get a little insight that she's still not trustworthy of Will. Was hoping to go onto Mike's tribe. Yeah, so maybe that wasn't great. And really calls back to what you were saying earlier of why didn't Will choose to have that confrontation with Dan, at least with Trisha as well, because there are these lingering doubts. Smart of Mike to leave Trisha and Dan as the last two of the original for him to choose from. Absolutely. And then Matt, Mary Ellen, and Justin. So he chooses Matt first, noticing how like gung-ho and active and way to be Matt has been. And then he does this move of asking Matt who Matt wants. Like, who's your person that you want to bring on this tribe? I think it's a smart move. Absolutely. And Matt chooses Mary Ellen. But then here's the weird thing. It comes up all this like weird past drama oh the justin william drama so why the fuck did william choose justin over stephanie that's a good question why didn't he send justin to exile why did that not happen or did he want like oh if we have to go to tribal i want to be able to have someone that i want to get off and be able to like get you back buddy right i don't know yeah, I'm wondering how much this, like, past history between them, I guess Justin voted William off, like, pre-merge in mm. some past LRG. I'm almost wondering, too, Stephanie is the person who makes the comment about, oh, we knew you'd vote off a lady, and I just wonder, was it was it William who looked at Andy? I know Andy was one of the two people that like when, exchanged looks when Stephanie made that comment. I think it is William and Andy who make that look. Okay, so maybe that's why he specifically didn't choose. Potentially. Potentially. I just think that William and Justin are secretly in love, and now their storylines are colliding. Dun, dun, dun. Hashtag showmans. All right. So we kick Stephanie out to exile and <laughs> she will return when there has been another vote out and she will replace that person. She's gagged at having to go to exile and doesn't know what going to exile means in the context of being on Maine. And uh, we'll talk about that yeah. after immunity. Yes. And she also mentions getting nude. Yes. Going to be naked, running around. 
doing my thing. Yes. You're going to get ticks in places oh you gosh. don't want them if you're running around naked, Stephanie. In your belly button. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I was thinking. Yep, I'm sure. <laughs> the worst place imaginable in your belly button. Immunity. So for <laughs> immunity, they have to cross two balance beams. And everybody, everybody yes. has to do this. And like the first balance beam is two planks wide. And then the next one's one plank wide. Yeah. Crawl under a net. Grapple a sandbag using a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fourth bag, there's three. Just you have to grapple with the grappling hook. And then the fourth person has to run out into a field to retrieve the fourth bag. So mind you, the two people who aren't getting the bags. Yes. And will be doing the um, landing sandbags. Right. Because the last step is you have to cornhole those sandbags onto spool yes those people don't have to do the under the net and run but they do have to still do the balance beams they don't have to do the under the net really Mm -mm. i missed that yeah it was just the people going i think and then they go by twosies no they still did the under the net i think at least maybe just not the run okay and not the not the grappling I know for sure they did the balance beams. I, think I swear that... I have a memory of them crawl of like there being four people crawling under the net at once. Well, yeah, because two. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, but I, May- think, I don't know. I think, but yeah, the last round they go by twosies. Hmm. Twosomes. Yes. They, pee but they still do the balance beam by themselves. Yes, they don't. It would be crazy if they do the balance beam at the same time. Be tough. All right. So jump. Yeah, into that would it. be hard. Sorry. I was like, did they get, did they have to do the, okay. I don't think they had let's to do that. Let's just work through our notes. And we'll okay. See. The thunder is queuing Liza and they are very excited to have a queue naturally placed by the weather. And it's John versus Will in round number one. And despite right. apparently having a fully broken leg, John seems to be doing okay. You know, William is the one who seems to be struggling with that grappling hook. John completely outgrapples Will. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, Jess v. Delaney, and Jess gets stuck under the net. She has a pretty good lead before getting stuck in the net. And Hashtag then get low. You yeah. got to get low on that net. Get low, get low, get low. Uh, and Jess is straight up bad at grappling and Delaney surpasses them. They're tied at this point, And then it's Mike v. Trisha and Trisha fucking kills it. Uh, yeah. And uh, Will, I have, is a very quick crawler. Huh. Okay. But I think that's supposed to be Mike. Mike. <laughs> yes. Called John, I think I've it's... called Mike both John and Will. Oh, God. Yeah. No, here. it's Mike. Mike, particularly, he like fucking scampers. He goes so quickly. And then uh, Matt. Uh, and Caitlin. Yeah. It's pretty even. It's not a huge, like, anybody's in the big lead. But Caitlin's a very fast runner. Like, Matt, you know, he has a pretty good lead. But he's a little bit slow running back from getting the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. I feel like Caitlin's able to make up a ton of time running out in the field, getting her bag of pieces, and almost laps Matt. Yeah. Matt does not throw up. Matt doesn't throw up. And then... It's double time on the last round. Well, and Mary Ellen really is a me on these balance beams. It's a struggle. Right, because it's Andy 
and Dandy, Andy and Dan, versus Justin and Mary Ellen. And yes, Mary Ellen is an older woman with vertigo, presumably, and has a hard time on the balance beams. Are you assuming she has vertigo? Don't all women above the age of 25 have vertigo? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cody. It's God's curse. So, um... Andy and Dandy are really going at it with those sandbags. Andy and Dandy are on the cornhole off together. But Justin and Mary Ellen are not far behind. There's this moment where uh, there's like one of their team's cornhole bags is barely sitting on the cornhole plank. And Liza makes some comment about like, oh, one's barely on. And John gets super sassy and he's like, but it's on. It's still on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John. Another like uh-oh moment is when Mary Ellen almost grabs the sandbag <laughs> off the spool, the one that that's on there. So funny. No, no, don't touch that. Yes, I would definitely call it an uh-oh moment as well. And, you know, we get the Dandy Andy crew with two on, almost the third, or three on, almost the fourth. Yes. And Andy pulls this like tosses it notices that it's close like walks away almost kind of cocky and it does an on off moment and in that moment the Amazing. fucking other tribe Amazing. wins As like so mike... much so that we don't notice it right right mike also is like freaking out and getting a little too frantic again but i guess it works out because his tribe does win yeah and yeah no mike his team lost yeah his team lost. wins and mike is fucking crushed yes i don't know yeah i got mixed up with our recent tribe swap to true. keep exactly true, but true, he, was all, he was always on the azaban tribe so that's with andy me. and then fucking matt is like passed out <laughs> he's unable I to stand i cannot stand here I know Delaney like tries to give him a high five. He's like, no, not now. I need a break. And then they, you know, he like hops his way over and then has to sit down again. Later on in the episode, people are like, why the fuck did they have Matt, the man who just threw up during handball? Do the run? most running. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. And then there's also this moment where Dan is kind of like goofing around to himself. I mean, yeah. he makes some joke and no one responds and he's just like shuffling around laughing. <laughs> no one responds to him. Ridiculous. Classic Dan. Um, yeah. So they win. So back on Step Step Isle. That's what I call Exile for Stephanie. <laughs> yep, Step Isle. Exile for Stephanie. The uh, birds are going crazy. Chirping well, up a storm. Yeah, and she's also going crazy because she realizes that she gets to hang out in the space where they vote. I just get this nice, warm, cool, dry space where, you know, everyone else is getting dumped on and wasting a bunch of energy. There's two boxes there that she must choose between and either gets to pick a real idol or the materials to make a fake idol. Yeah. There's like a typo on one of the note clues that <laughs> she calls out, which is very funny. I enjoy that a lot. Here's my question. Okay, so, yeah, she pulls the one with the puzzle pieces, or the, not the puzzle pieces, the pieces to make the idol, right? Yes. What would you do if you did that? Like, how would you utilize we, we that? We touched upon this earlier, and I think we have the same thought of, my thought it definitely is to hide it, mm -hmm. have someone find it, and have, but I guess you don't have, like, a note to go with it. Right. It's the only problem. Right. So I think someone might be suspicious of it. So I think the intention of it is for you to, like, pretend you have a fake idol. 
which at that point I would just fucking take the real idol. I mean, but you don't get a choice. Like you don't know which is which. I thought she made the active choice to pick. No, the idol you pieces. pick. She picked it up and she's like, "Oh fuck, that's the pieces." Oh damn! I thought she made no, the choice. No, you don't. You don't know what's in what box. I and you watched this episode twice. Am I like? I don't know how you missed that. Comprehension is no, so low that... yeah, you don't get to choose. You mm. have to choose a box. That's why I, she's like, "Oh, those are the pieces." When she hears the like Abe beads rolling around, the breaks. Isn't that what she says? I like. Knowing spoilers, knowing her situation and what she's going back to, fucking talk to John, see if he used his idol. Does he still have the fucking paper? Ooh. Can you pair that shit and that's, then hide it? That's a great idea. I hope that happens. That's a fucking solid idea. You know. Now you're thinking. Always thinking. Over on Miko Tribe. Mm-hmm. John is all like, I've been tribe fucked. And he's feeling like you know, he's in a bad situation. He's talking to Caitlin. She who, drops that she knows about his idol. Absolutely. And that Matt is also aware of it. He like is like, of course, fucking Matt is the one who figured it out. There's a, a moment early on where John is hoping to deflect the votes onto Dan, possibly. Yeah. But I think that quickly falls apart as a viable mm-hmm. option. Um, Dan's got those wet jeans on still. We have to get Dan on the pod to talk about his wet gene experience. Oh, my God. I bet it was fucking miserable. Or send us, like, a fucking voice clip. We should set up a voicemail that players can call and leave us information. I mean, that's a great idea. Isn't it? I mean, come on. Come Uh, on. If you want it, tweet at Cody and he'll DM you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Caitlin is like super aware that she's going to be a goner. Um, basically the worry is like, who has an idol? Who's going to use their shot in a dark? It's like, that's the only concern. It becomes clear that it's going to be John or Caitlin. And just how exactly is that going to play out? This is raining my tears. Mike says they need Caitlin and kind of proposes that they vote for John, but Andy's not completely sold on a John vote. So they decide to do 50-50s, bitches. Yeah, and there's a little bit of, like, concern over, like, you know, are we going to ostracize the remaining player to the point where they don't want to work with us? But what do you do? I mean, yeah, just be respectful, be kind, and be like, sorry, bye. Um, Caitlin gets a little moment buddy buddy with Jess and at the end of it is like you're Jess right That's that so was funny. pretty fucking great gets emotional is like I feel like an outcast and like <laughs> and, has to, and what's your name again yeah so funny so good and uh, then yeah off to tribal we go okay one last thing that Caitlin says Caitlin tells John like oh I didn't pitch against you I just told them you snore. (laughs) It's kind of a sentiment that Caitlin returns to, which I appreciate, but we'll go into it more when she speaks at tribal. Yes. So Mike speaks on the choices he made and making our new tribes and just that he was trying to like build from a place of strength and people that would work well together. To not go to tribal. Right. Absolutely. Didn't do what I'm predicting William did and picking Justin of picking someone you're okay voting off right away. It becomes apparent that it's John or Caitlin and Caitlin, as I was just saying, has the sentiment of like, yeah, I tried to build myself up to everyone without downplaying John at all. 
which is the way to do it right yeah john gives hard dad vibes when he's like you know whatever happens happens i hope you all kick ass like that was fun it's very dad vibes Uh uh-huh um, and he says he's voting along the tribal lines and then he's just kind of, he gets this weird vibe of like, I don't want to reveal too much behind the curtain <laughs> or how the sausage gets made. I don't want to, you know, show all of our secrets oh, God. to who? Yeah. Like from Caitlin or John, the producers. Yeah. Or who is going to the other people at tribal who know how the decisions were made? Well, what they said is like, oh, we talked about specific things. Sure. That like maybe we don't want John to know we're keeping him because of X factor. I guess so. Okay. You That's know, interesting. Like maybe that'll come back to bite us in the butt later on. And then Caitlin jokes that she will forever hold a grudge if voted out and goes to vote first. And, you know, it's gonna hold a grudge forever. There's some brief idol hunting, as mm-hmm. always, in the voting booth. No, this is stupid. They would have found it. Mike votes for John. Yep. John votes for Mike. And of course, <sighs> uh, John has a moment of saying, like, I hope all the votes are on me, which is a weird sentiment because he's going to play his idol. Right. I mean, he's like, it's fucking weird to say this, but it would have been fun. But that there's no way. would have been a great moment. He should have played his idol for Caitlyn. <laughs> That's the real turn the moment on its head situation. Right. It's like, but you don't know. And it was a two, two, like they split it. Exactly. Um, yes, Caitlin's shot in the dark does not work. John plays his idol. Two votes for John, which do not count. One vote for Mike. Two votes for Caitlin. Caitlin goes home. Liza snuffs Caitlin. She's sad that she didn't make jury. Hashtag swap screwed. Hashtag bye bye, Caitlin. She thinks Matt is going to win. And that he's playing the best game. Goodbye. I love it. Goodbye, Caitlin. But you know what time it is for. The TARDIS? I would say oh. that I think Caitlin is Matt Smith, the eleventh doctor. Ah. But I think you gave that to Kaya. Kaya. So do you have a doctor choice for Caitlin? Caitlin's mm, a little more Tom Bakery. <laughs> okay. I guess I can kind of see Caitlin being more Tom Bakery. Actually. Yeah. There is a specific. The rugby coach. Hmm. Okay. A little bit more by the book. Now in these closing minutes. Do... Supportive. Do you have some awards you want to give out, Jacqueline? You know what, Cody? I do have some awards. And I must say, it surprised me because three of my four awards this week go to one player. Okay, damn. We have to end on the Serafina Award. So who won Miss Congeniality? Miss Congeniality went to Kaya. Okay, damn. And Kaya is the person who swept. Of course, yes. Kaya got Miss Congeniality. Who got the Do you high... want to know what for? Oh, please, please. Okay. For the moment in episode three when they arrive at reward and respond to Sam being voted out, the moment when Kaya says, you know, she seemed nice. I saw her petting a dog, so I know she likes animals. 
Kaya has all these very winning little crystallized moments like that. Isn't that just very congenial? It's oh, so congenial. animals. Love them. <laughs> okay, who won the Hein Vosloo Ultimate Survivor Award? Now, this is my upset. It's my non-Kaya vote. Okay. I give that ultimate survivor to Mary Ellen for being Ooh. such a fucking trooper in that first uh, immunity challenge in episode three. And then holding her head high, even when the BB gun challenge didn't exactly go their way. I, you know, uh, that's what I'm saying. She's got a purse. She has a spirit like a Chinese spy balloon. You can't keep it down. <laughs> and so who i mean we know that it's kaya then that took the fashionista Ooh, okay and i'm gonna say it wasn't because of what she was wearing mm. but how fashionable her personality was isn't that so often the case jacqueline the moment when she's roboting or oh dancing gosh. yes in front of the like gopro follow you camera we're both doing it right now I we are you can hear me in my voice getting closer and further away from the mic and now your final reward who won or why did Kaya win the Serafina educational moment? Teachable moment. Teachable moment. The of educational the week. moment. I really stumbled. Yeah, that was a. You know what? You can't tell people that you're thinking of going home. Mm. You know what? When times are tough and the going gets rough on Survivor. You gotta keep that fucking shit to yourself. Jabulani. That's Can't a great... Can't trust nobody on Survivor. Really good teachable moment. No vulnerability on Survivor, bitches. Jabulani. Not calling you a bitch, Kaya. Just saying, no. like, in general, no one can be vulnerable. So, yes, bitches. You wanna keep the cards close to the chest. Well, Kaya, if only you could have an ultimate Survivor mode because then he would have sweeped the week, but that was pretty fucking great, you know. I'm glad that you kept it true and didn't give her a full sweep. I mean, you know, it's not what the notes said. Mm. I didn't even realize it was Kaya until I looked over my notes mid-time. I, I completely believe you. And follow us at INT SurvivorCast. And until next week. Which will be in like two days, because, you know, catching up. Javelani. <laughs>